I'm going to start out in Luke chapter 17, and I may do a little teaching more so than preaching tonight, but we'll see what God does. Amen. Luke chapter 17, starting in verse 1. Luke chapter 17, starting in verse 1. And then I'm going to jump over into Matthew chapter 24. In verse 10. But let's start at Luke. Amen. If you need to, you can follow along on the screen. And the word of God reads. He said to his disciples, it is inevitable that stumbling blocks come. Somebody say it's inevitable. But woe to him through whom they come. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea that he would cause one of these little ones to stumble. Be on guard. Somebody say, be on guard. If your brother sins, rebuke him. If he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times a day and returns to you seven times, saying, I repent, forgive me. The apostle said, to the Lord increase our faith somebody say increase our faith Lord and the Lord said if you had faith like a mustard seed you would say to this mulberry tree be uprooted and be planted in the sea and it would obey you amen let's jump over real quick and you can save your spot there but I'm going to come back to that. But let's jump over into Matthew chapter 24 and verse 10. Praise the Lord. Here we are. He's talking about when Christ returns. Amen. In the last days. Verse 10. And he says. At that time. Many will fall away and will betray one another and hate one another. Many false prophets will arise and will mislead many. Because lawlessness is increased, most people, somebody say most peoples, most peoples, I think that means most peoples, love will grow cold. Somebody say, not me. But the one who endures to the end, he will be saved. For this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all the nations, and then the end will come. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just thank you for this time together tonight. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for your word that's a light to our feet and a lamp to our path. I thank you for your Holy Spirit that dwells inside of us, God. The gift that you've given us, God, to lead us, to guide us, to direct us, to bring us and lead us into all truth, God. And Father, I thank you, Jesus, Lord, that, Lord, when we let you guide us, Father, we don't go wrong. 
your word says that you order the steps of a righteous man and father we are the righteousness of god through the shed blood of jesus christ so father we thank you today god we praise you we honor and glorify you jesus come and have your way as we seek you as we read your word in jesus name amen come on give the lord a hand praise amen Praise the Lord. It's good to see y'all. Amen. It seems like it's been a little while. We had a wonderful conference. Amen. A wonderful time in the Lord. And we've been busy, but thank you, Jesus. We're here tonight. Amen. I'm going to talk to you tonight if you'll put my title up on the screen. And I'm going to need your help a little bit with these, with these different scriptures. Amen. But if you'll put my topic i want to talk to you tonight about the bait of offense and i want to kind of talk to you a little bit about overcoming being offended amen and when we look at the bible the bible has a lot to say about offenses amen and in fact what we read right here in matthew 24 and 10 Jesus says one of the signs of the last days would be that many would be offended. He said that many would be offended. I want to read to you the amplified version of that verse in Matthew 24. And the word of God reads, And then many will be offended and repelled and will begin to distrust and desert. Him who they ought to trust and obey and will stumble and fall away and betray one another and pursue one another with hatred. That's what the Amplified says. He says it starts out by them being offended and then through that they'll be repelled and then they'll begin to distrust. Amen. And then they'll begin to stumble and fall away. And then betrayal will come. Amen. And then hatred will follow. And of course, he says in the last days, amen, that due to increased lawlessness, that the love of many will wax cold. So I want to talk to you a little bit about this today. And when we're talking about the word offense, saints, the word offense is a violation of or breach of a law, custom, or rule, a lack of politeness, or a failure to show regard for others, wounding the feelings or others. Amen? And one thing that we look at today, there's too many people in the body of Christ, saints, that are standing paralyzed, amen, Separated from victory because the enemy is shouting out offenses from the other side. There's even too many preacher saints that are putting away their Bibles. Hello, somebody. To never fill again a pulpit all because somehow, somewhere, they were offended or they were wounded in their souls. And the Bible says due to people being offended, amen, it's going to lead to them walking away 
from the faith and the calling that God has for their life. And he says one way you'll know, amen, when it's coming into the last days is that there will be many that will be easily offended. Can I get an amen? I always say in ministry, one thing about it, saints, you have to have thick skin but not a hard heart. And one thing about it, amen, is the enemy will try his best in order to harden your heart concerning, amen, the saints and the brethren. Are y'all with me today? He wants to shut you down and paralyze you, amen, to where you no longer will give out, amen, and no longer will pour out, amen, but you begin to, in fact, build walls like I spoke about on Sunday, and I'm going to talk about that in just a moment, amen, because you're now operating from a perspective of protection. Hello, somebody. Are y'all with me today? And this is one of the enemy's biggest tricks. This is one of the enemy's, amen, greatest techniques, amen. And when we look over here back in Luke chapter 17, and we begin to see right here, he says, it is inevitable that stumbling blocks come. It's inevitable that offenses will come. You're going to get offended. And you're going to offend people. See, one thing that the enemy wants to do more than anything, amen, is cut you off from being able to love with an unconditional love. With an agape love. It says that the love of many will wax cold. And I told you the two things that, amen, that we have to have, amen, in order to have proper relationships, we have to have trust and we have to have love. Are y'all with me today? And sometimes whenever we have been offended, amen, sometimes we begin to distrust. And then what begins to set in from there is betrayal. And from there, when betrayal begins to come in, then what begins to come in is hatred. Are y'all with me today? And the Bible says, amen, how can you, amen, not love your brother and say that you love God? How can you love, not love the one that you can see and say that you love the one that you can't see? And when we're talking about the word hatred, amen, hatred just means to be loveless without love for one another. He says the way that you'll know that they're my disciples is their love for one another. And one thing about it, this is one of the greatest techniques that the enemy will bring and he'll start it all with something simple like an offense, Are y'all with me today? The Bible says clearly guard your heart for out of it flows the issues of life. You've got to guard your heart. Are you with me today? Somebody say God is good. So as we look right here in the book of Luke in chapter 17, amen, he says it's inevitable that offenses will come. It's inevitable that stumbling blocks will come, but woe to him through whom they come. 
Amen. And then he goes on to say in verse 3, Be on your guard, for if your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times a day, amen, and returns to you seven times saying, I re repent, forgive him, amen. But look at the way that, the, that, the, that the, the disciples, amen, or the apostles begin to, amen, ask God to help them to deal with this right here. He tells them this very thing, amen. This is what they asked Jesus for. They said, Lord, increase our faith. Now, thank God, God is the author and the finisher of our faith. Can I get an amen? amen? He says that he gives each and every one of us a measure of faith. Amen? And faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Can I get an amen? amen. And applying what we hear and obeying what we hear. See, it's going to be crucial in these last days that we're, amen, in this word, amen, that it is washing us, amen, that it's cleansing us, amen, that it's renewing our minds, amen, that it's beginning to cleanse our hearts, amen, from the wickedness and the evilness. Are y'all with me today? Because one thing Satan wants to do more than anything is to harden your heart. And so the apostles say here, amen, the disciples, they say, Jesus, increase our faith. Amen. In other words, amen, they're saying, look, I need some more faith. I need faith, amen, because you're saying, uh, you know, if this brother sins against me, I need to forgive him. And, and if, he can, if he sins against me seven times, I've got to forgive him seven times, amen. Are y'all with me? Today? Even if it's in one day and they're saying, oh, God, I need a little more faith. Somebody say, give me faith, Lord. You know, when we look at this uh, Greek word for offense, amen, the Greek word for offense is scandalon or scandal. See, if the enemy can get you to be offended, amen, he can begin to create a scandal in your life. Now, he's the one that, amen, steals, kills, and destroys. Amen. He steals, he kills, and destroys. He's a liar and he's a thief. Can I get an amen? amen? And so when we look at this, the very thing that Satan uses in order to bait us in, amen, is an offense. Amen. And what happens is when we become offended, this begins to bring us, amen, as believers into captivity. In other words, God, amen, Satan has got us right where he's want us. Are y'all with me today? He can have us captive, captivated in captivity to do his will. And how many of y'all know he's got a will for you? Can I get an amen? God's got a perfect and pleasing will for your life. Amen. To give you life and life abundantly. He wants to use your life in a mighty way, amen, to impact this world, hello, with the gospel and the love of Jesus Christ. But if your love is waxed cold, amen, and you're building walls, amen, hello, somebody, instead of bridges like I spoke about.
We need to be building bridges, amen, in our relationships, not walls. But if we're offended, amen, and we, we go into protection mode, then we begin to build walls instead of bridges. Somebody say, God is good. Will you put up there 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 24? We're taken into captivity, but we're taken into captivity to do the will of Satan. It says here, right here in verse 24 in 2 Timothy, it says, The Lord's bondservant must not be quarrelsome, amen, but be kind to all, able to teach. Patient when wronged, next verse, with gentleness, correcting those who are in opposition. If perhaps God may grant them repentance leading to the knowledge of the truth, 26, and they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil having been held captive by him to do his will. Paul says right here, amen. He says what happens, amen, when one's offended is they're taken captive to do Satan's will, amen. And in order to be set free from Satan's trap, hello somebody, because it is a trap, it is a scandal, amen. The way to be set free, first of all, we've got to come to our senses. That's what the Bible says right there in Scripture. They come to their senses. They realize what's going on. They realize that this is a trap of the enemy. Amen. A trap of the enemy. He's leading you down a path that he wants to take you. A path of destruction. A path of spiritual death. A path of no love. And without love we have nothing. Hello somebody. That's what he's saying in verse. He starts out a, a good bond servant. A good servant of the Lord. Amen. An effective servant. Amen. Go back to those verses real quick if you would in verse there you are. Must not be quarrelsome, but be kind to all, able to teach and patient when wrong. Sometimes you're going to be wrong and sometimes you've got to have some patience, amen, dealing with some people. Can I get an amen? amen. If you're walking in the spirit, amen, one of the fruit of the spirit is to have patience. Love, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, self-control, amen. In other words, if you're going to be an effective servant of God, you've got to be in the spirit of God, amen. And you've got to renew yourself in the presence of God each and every day, amen. You've got to get with God and let him fill you with his holy presence and with his love and with his spirit, amen. And begin to show you truth and show you reality and bring you back to your senses, You know, sometimes, amen, you go down in prayer and God just brings the, he brings everything, amen, into perspective for you. 
Go to the next verse real quick, please. They come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil. In other words, they recognize that they're trapped. You've got to recognize it for what it is. You've got to call the devil the devil. When I see the devil, I say, that's the devil. I call it straight up. I don't play around with it. I say, I know that's the devil. I got them thoughts coming in my mind. Amen. Them fiery darts. I said, no, that's the devil. Mm-mm. Or, that's, I, or I say, that's not God. Hello. Amen. Somebody say, God is good. Now, I want you to look at this for just a moment. Because one thing that the enemy will try to do is he'll be try to create strongholds in your mind. Amen. You know what? One of the signs of the Lord's return is that many will be offended. You know, and we think about how many people are going to be affected by this. A large amount. You're going to, you know, that's why I like exposing the devil. I like exposing his techniques and his tricks. Amen. The Bible says that the truth will set you free. It's the truth that's going to set you free. I like exposing the devil. I've got a whole series that I preach, and I used to try to preach it and teach it once a year. Amen. Just calling the devil out. Exposing him, and all hell breaks loose in my life when I do it, but that's okay. God is good, amen? amen. And he is faithful. Amen. So there's going to be a large amount of people that are offended, amen? And like I said before, an offense will lead to betrayal. Put up there Matthew chapter 24 and 10. It starts out as an offense. And then it leads to betrayal. It creates you to betrayal those, amen, that God's placed in your life. He says at the time, many there's a, will fall away. Another verse says, amen, many will be offended. Another version. And will betray one another. So first offense, then betrayal, and then the betrayal leads, and then it says, and hate one another. So it starts out as offense, ends up in betrayal, and then hatred. Put Proverbs 18 and 19 real quick. Because like I shared before, a brother who's offended builds walls. I told you, a brother that's offended, the Bible says, is harder to win over than a fortified city. Can I get an amen? amen. Than a fortified city. A brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city or a fortified city. And contentions are like the bars of a citadel. I shared that scripture with you. And so a brother who's offended builds walls and, amen, the New Testament calls these walls strongholds. 
And the enemy wants to build up strongholds. Put up there 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 3. He wants to develop these strongholds. And strongholds are reasoning in your mind. They're a thought process that are contrary to the will of God. Look right here in verse 3. We're going to go 3 through 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of flesh, they're not carnal, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. Now there's another version that says, amen, divinely powerful for the pulling down of strongholds. Come on, you got to learn how to use your weapons. You've got to learn how to fight in the spiritual realm. You've got to learn how to first recognize, come to your senses and recognize that this offense, amen, is, this is a scandal of the enemy. Hello, somebody. This is a technique of the enemy, amen, that he's trying to use. Hello, somebody. And it's beginning to build up these thought processes in your mind, amen, that are contrary to the will of God, amen. But when God begins to reveal it and he begins to expose it, then you use those divine weapons and you pull down those strongholds and those thought processes, amen, and you pull that stuff down by the power of God. Next verse. We are destroying speculations. Come on now. We're not speculating anymore. And every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. You've got to go. Look at this. And we are taking every thought captive to obedience to Christ Jesus. Amen. Obedient to his word. Amen. Obedient to his spirit. Can I get an amen? We're taking these thoughts captive. We're destroying speculation. The enemy operates in deception, saints. He's the deceiver. He tried to deceive Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden and he succeeded and he still wants to deceive you today. Strongholds are these reasoning, these thought processes that are contrary to the will of God. You know, and the person that can hurt us the most is usually the people that are closest to us. Sometimes a husband, sometimes a wife, sometimes a pastor, sometimes a leader. Amen. And the reason, one of the reasons why, amen, one of the reasons why these people can hurt us the most or affect us the most is because of the expectations that we have on that individual is higher than others. Does that make sense? We, we have these expectations on them. Amen. And sometimes when they don't meet these expectations. Amen. We get hurt. That's why I tell them, I said, don't put me on a pedestal. Put me on a prayer list. Amen. I'm a pastor and I'm expected to live a, in a certain way, amen, in a way that glorifies God, free from the bondage of sin, amen, above reproach, amen. But I'm a human being. Yeah. 
It's only because I'm a spirit-filled man that I'm able to walk in a way that glorifies Jesus by the power of God simply because of him and his presence and his grace. Nothing more. Even Jesus was able to do what he was able to do because he was a spirit-filled man, amen. Yes, he was fully God and fully man, but he was full of the spirit of God and he was submitted to the will of the Father for his life, amen. And as a result, God used him in a mighty way, amen. And he says, these things that I do, you will do these and greater, says the Lord. Because you're submitted to the will of the Father. But we have these expectations, Psalms 55 and 12, put that up there. And sometimes these expectations that we have when we get let down, we get hurt. He says, for it is not an enemy who reproaches me. Look, then I could bear it. I could understand if it's my enemy hurting me. But what about my friend or my brother or my sister? You know what I'm saying? I could understand if it's my enemy. Nor is it one who hates me who has exalted himself against me. Then I could hide myself from him. Next verse. But it is you... A man, my equal, my companion, my familiar friend. Verse 14. We who had sweet fellowship together walked in the house of God in the throng. I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> we had great fellowship. We're in the house of God together. Come on now. Most of the offense happens in the house of God, in the church. When he's talking about in the last days, many will be offended. He's talking about in the Lord's house. He's talking about the born-again believers, amen. He's talking about the children of God. And he's saying, due to it, their love will wax cold if they let the enemy take them, amen, down this path, amen, that's going to lead to betrayal and going to lead to hatred, amen, and lead to their hearts being hardened, amen. Hello, you're going to have to be connected to the vine, amen. You're going to have to be connected to the real source in these last days, amen, because the deception is going to be all over the place, amen, and that, the, them strongholds are going to be, amen, produced if you allow them, amen. You've got to pull them down constantly by the power of God, by the weapons of warfare that God's given you. Hello, somebody, and you've got to stay connected to the body of Christ, because the enemy wants to take you and separate you from the herd. He wants to separate you from the flock. He wants to separate you from the brethren so that he can single you out. Amen. Just like an animal that's going after his prey. Amen. He wants to separate you from the herd. Amen. He wants to isolate you. Isn't that what he tries to do? We think, man, I'm better off just not being by myself. I don't have to worry about getting hurt. You know what I'm saying? 
That's why we've got to practice forgiveness and repentance. Forgive over and over. Amen. It's going to be the key. We can't let the enemy take us from loving. He wants to stop you from being able to love. He wants to shut you down and create hatred in your heart. Somebody say, the devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. Yeah. We can't let him. There's even people that have walked away from the faith. Walked away from the church. Walked away from the body of Christ. And the Satan has got him in captivity. Leading them right where he wants them. You see so many people that have been hurt by churches. By church people. So we've got to be careful. Amen? Praise the Lord. Somebody say God is good. So these walls are of protection. These are walls that are built by an offended person. Amen. And the person offended no longer wants to give but seeks to protect. And the person who has the walls up are a perfect candidate for betrayal. Amen. And betrayal is when I seek my protection or my benefit at the expense of the one that I have a relationship with. And if a betrayal is not repented of, it can sever a relationship. That's what I told you before, last Sunday, amen, for those of you that were here. The Bible says, amen, that if you, amen, there have your gift that you're going to take to the altar, amen, before you do, if you know that your brother has something against you, go to him and then take your gift to the altar. These are things that we're going to have to practice and we're going to have to put in place and we're going to have to keep on the forefront of our mind and our heart, amen, because things will happen. The enemy wants more than anything to get you offended against people, amen, especially your pastors and the people that God has placed in your life. Are y'all with me today? God is so good, amen. Betrayal has to be repented of. And the man who seeks his own desire will betray if push comes to shove. And if there's betrayal in a relationship, it'll ultimately lead to hatred. If you're not careful. Go to 1 John chapter 3 and verse 14. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 14. You know, when people think of hatred, they think of like real rage and anger. And, you know, that may be somewhat true. But hatred means this. It means to love less or have no love. It's a void of having the love of God. Look. He says, we know that we have passed out of death into life. Because we love the brethren. He who does not love abides in death. Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer. 
And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. We know love by this, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Somebody say, God is good. You know one thing about it, amen, hatred can be cleverly disguised. Amen. We've got to be filled with the love of God, with the agape love of God. Hatred isn't just rage and anger. It's just not having love. We've got to have love for one another. And the only way we're going to be able to love one another is with the supernatural love of God that's going to be released in us through the Spirit of God. That's the only thing that's kept me going all these years. That's it. That's the only thing that's kept me serving and pastoring and investing in people. That's it. It's the love of God. It's the love of God. And if I allow myself for this to dry up and wax cold, amen, and I don't stay connected to the vine and let God continuously, amen, refill me and continuously release this in my life, amen, I promise you, amen, my heart will harden, amen, and I'll say, this isn't worth it. This isn't worth it. Why am I invested in these people? Why am I pouring out my life? Because true love lays down his life for his brother. That's why. And Jesus laid down his life for me. And I need to lay down my life for others. It's not about me anymore. It's about the kingdom of God going forth. It's about souls being saved. It's about lives being changed. It's about eternity being impacted and heaven being filled with the saints of God. That's what it's about. It's not about us anymore. Somebody say, it's not about me. It's not about us. It's not about our feelings. And it's not about our emotions. We're dead. It's Christ living in us. But you're going to have to make the decision to crucify that old man each and every day. You got to stay connected to the mind, saints. This mediocre Christianity is not going to last in the last days, man. That devil's going to plant those seeds inside of you. And you're going to begin to develop hatred in your heart. You're going to see everything that's going on around you, even in the house of God. And unless you have that fresh anointing of the Holy Ghost in your life, you're going to grow cold and hard. Do y'all believe that? That's what the word says. You're going to have to renew yourself in the presence of God. You're going to have to let him fill you and speak to you. And you're going to have to let his word wash you. 
with the truth that will set you free. Will you put up there Matthew 24 and 11 real quick? What's going to happen after a massive offense occurs and many people will be affected and then betrayal and hatred? After that, there's going to be a lot of deception. People that are offended People that are vulnerable to the enemy and his will, people that are captive to Satan, are vulnerable to deception. Have you ever seen it when you begin to get offended by something or somebody and then all of a sudden all kinds of deception begins to come in and you got all kinds of speculations and all kinds of things going on and then you know what I'm saying you're starting to see, see ghosts and think all kinds of weird stuff and everything else you know what I'm saying hello somebody and then all of a sudden they man you're vulnerable And then he goes on to say many false prophets will arise and mislead many Deception will occur. Amen. And this is the warning that Jesus gave. He said, be careful that nobody deceives you. That's what he says. He says in the last days, it'll be made up of deception. There'll be false prophets. There'll be, amen, all people saying that they're Jesus and all kinds of things. There'll be an antichrist, amen, that'll rise up. All this stuff, Amen. He says, be careful that nobody deceives you. And the only way that you won't be deceived, amen, is to guard your heart and keep yourself in the word of God. Write it on the tablet of your heart. Meditate on it day and night, amen, and get in his presence, amen. That's the only way. Because offense is a breeding ground for deception. Can I get the worship team? A person who is deceived really believes that he's right. That's what deception means. If you're deceived, you really believe that your way of thinking or your thought or your whatever is right. Are y'all with me today? And you think that reality is wrong. You know, like I said before, the goal of the enemy is to isolate you from the hurt. Because there's protection in the hurt. And if the devil can separate you from the herd or the flock, then you can become meat to his table. And isolation begins in the individual. And in isolation, the results are strongholds and deception. Amen. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. You know, I want you to think about it for a moment because this is the bait that the enemy uses. 
You know, in hunting, bait works because it appears to be something good or right. Okay? It appears. The way that it's perceived is that it's good or right. Amen? But it hides what is deadly. So in the natural realm... We can't always spot Satan's bait. But God's spirit in us is never deceived. The Bible says that he will lead you into all truth. And as we explore the dangers and responses to the amen bait of Satan, continually pray that God will sensitize your spirit to respond to the promptings and warnings of his spirit when you're dealing with potential traps. Amen. We've got to ask God for a humble attitude, amen, as we examine the strongholds in our own life, amen. We've got to begin to be humble, amen. And we've got to seek to have his truths demolish what past offensive have constructed between us and others, amen. Are y'all with me today? We can't let this seed take plant. We can't let it grow, amen. We've got to pull it out. We've got to pull it down. We can't let deception enter into our lives. You hear me, saints? I pray that you remember this sermon. Amen. You're going to see it, man. There are going to be people offended here. Boom, offended there. 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 Offended there. I told you, you got to have thick skin, but not a hard heart. And the only way you're going to be able to maintain that is in the presence of God. In the truth of His Word. Come on, stay to your feet tonight, saints. If that's you tonight, amen, I want you to lay it at the feet of Jesus tonight. I want you to lay it at the altar. You don't even have to come up here if you don't want. If you want to, thank you, Jesus. Amen. But I want you to give it to God and let God begin to fill you with his love tonight. Let him fill you with his presence tonight. Let him fill you, amen, with his spirit tonight. The enemy's crafty. Amen. But God is faithful. He's faithful. And he will lead you into all truth. Come on, let's worship the king. Come on, right there we are. Just worship.